0: The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Good morning, my name's Chris Clifford. So I thought we'd do something a little different this morning. Um, I had an inspiration to talk about walking meditation for a while talk about what it means to me what its role is in the practice and some instructions and in how to do it and then i thought we might do it for a short period and then come back and you know see what see if we can maintain uh, like a little slice out of a retreat day so really working on continuity of staying in our bodies and staying with what's happening through movement it's a really beautiful part of the practice I was uh, maybe one of the impetus for this talk is I got an email the other day from IMS a Practice Center in Massachusetts where I've done many long retreats and they had a picture of my favorite walking Buddha and I think uh, on one of the long retreats when I was there I got a, I feel like I got a transmission from that Buddha he has this lovely gaze it's a beautiful Thai statue of this graceful walking Buddha and just the gaze of you know, being in the world but not of it for a while and, you know, clearly staying connected inside while moving. It was very beautiful. Another one of my favorite stories in the history of Buddhism is about the Buddhist King Ashoka. Well, he wasn't Buddhist to begin with, but he was a king. He was actually a great warrior, and very bloody-minded king at first, conquering all kinds of, all of India. And then one day he was surveying a battlefield that was the result of you know winning a great battle and looking at all these corpses and he was suddenly struck by the horror of what he'd been doing and he saw walking across the battlefield a buddhist monk he 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 was a uh, 100 years or so after the buddha and he saw a buddhist monk gracefully walking across the battlefield and the story is that that so inspired him that somehow it was possible to have this state of peace and equanimity that it completely changed him and he became a Buddhist and he, you know, created one of the few beautiful kind of Buddhist empires that have existed. There are still columns of him, of his uh, precepts all over India that he created. And more recently I've practiced a lot with a monk named uh, Venerable Vivekananda and, uh, I just love. I've, I've watched him many times, walking to and from the meditation hall, and just you know, in such grace and, and presence of mind. So the walking practice is a real beautiful part of this. The Buddha The Buddha lists five benefits of walking practice. One is fit for long journeys. one is fit for striving. One has little disease. That which is eaten, drunk, chewed, tasted goes through proper digestion. And the composure attained by walking up and down is long-lasting. So I really think that that last one is is the most you know walking is is good for our health, but it develops concentration in a way that's at least as profound as our sitting practice. I've had some really significant insights in the course of walking meditation because I think it's because the sensations are more obvious. And it's possible somehow to concentrate the mind and really see, you know, arising and passing of quite distinct sensations as we're walking. And we can sync up the mind with the body in a way that that lasts. It's also very good for balancing energy because we keep the attention in the feet while we're doing walking meditation. And that is at the opposite end of the body from where the energy goes when we're caught in thinking And so making quite an effort to direct our attention at the lower part of the body is very helpful. Um, It's a basic practice for integrating mindfulness of the body in general. You know, in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha says, when walking, the monk discerns, I'm walking. When standing, he discerns, I'm standing. When sitting when lying down, and so forth. And furthermore, when going and returning, he makes himself fully alert, when looking toward and looking away, when bending and extending his limbs, when carrying his outer cloak, his upper robe, and his bowl, when eating, drinking, chewing, savoring, when urinating and defecating, when walking, standing, sitting, falling asleep, waking up, talking, remaining silent, he makes himself fully alert. So so often we think of sitting as something, spe- uh, meditation as something special, a special time where we sit quietly and then it's over, the bell rings and we're back off in our daily life. So the transition, making a real practice of of being, of learning how it's possible to stay present and connected inwardly and aware of what's going on in your body as you're moving around, as your eyes are open as you're being bombarded with potentially sense stimuli from all over, the sight of other people. It's quite an interesting practice. And it also balances the tendency sometimes to feel that sitting meditation, it can, sometimes for some people it can be a a slight escape, you know, a kind of a feeling like we're sitting here all protected, wrapped up and just kind of curled up and asleep, you know. And it's really not about falling asleep, (laughs) it's about waking up. And so looking at your tendency to, to look at this as a time of kind of, you know, curling up and hiding and and looking at what does it feel like to carry that stillness and that centeredness and that connection with yourself, which is so precious that we feel sometimes when we're sitting, how to carry that into action so that you don't your senses don't immediately fly out into looking around and and being in relationship with other people. It's also a great way for me to practice with the receptive quality of mindfulness. Sometimes when we're sitting still, there's just not enough going on and the mind is so so tempted to make something happen, interesting to pay attention to, you know. And it's it can be difficult to just receive what's happening. But when we're walking, especially I find this is a helpful part of not looking at your feet, but looking ahead slightly eyes down you know but looking at and seeing have really noticing that feeling of contact with the floor and everything that you feel going on in your body that you're clearly receiving so it's the body being mindful of itself you know and and just looking at how how you feel that receptivity i've also found that it's one area where the mahasi burmese tradition of noting i don't know if you've received instruction in that practice but where that really works for me if I try to do it with the breath it's a little too sing-songy and out and out you know it doesn't quite work for me maybe it works for you but in the walking practice I found it very powerful and I came to understand a lot about how that practice works so in the walking I'll, I'll demonstrate a little but you walk different paces or when you get to walking very slowly the tradition is to note lifting Moving and placing the foot. And when we make those notes, it's very interesting to notice that we're really using them to direct the attention to the direct sensations of the feeling. And the instruction in walking is to make the note right at the beginning, as soon as you really are with the uprising intention to do that movement. So, oh, just about the about to lift moment is when. you you just clearly to your mind oh lifting is about to happen and what it's like is it's like the title of a paragraph you know lifting colon and then it's up to you to observe what lifting is like so you're reminding the mind and pointing it back lifting oh let me feel lifting and now moving oh let me feel moving and now placing oh let me feel what placing feels like so sometimes in the noting if you say it kind of instead of feeling the action in the middle of it, then you don't feel it and your mind goes more to the word, you know. And if you say it at the end, it's like, check, did that, you know. I don't need to pay attention to that anymore. But if you do it at the beginning, you're reminding yourself, oh, point the attention there. And I found the walking, on retreats, it really, it takes several walking periods where I'm really working with lifting, moving, placing it's it's some it's a right effort to really concentrate the mind on something like that and the sensations are gross enough that it's interesting you know and so i found it a, a very str- a helpful way to develop some concentration now usually in a walking period um, well there are a couple of phases sometimes there can be three or four phases but i'm going to speak of it mostly in two phases today there's a phase where you're just finding your ease. You're finding a pace of walking back and forth that feels natural and easy to you. You're settling, coming into your body. You're not starting out trying to walk especially slow. So when we do this today, just begin with walking back and forth and really checking in with that quality of what's a comfortable way to walk. You know, where, where you might experiment with your hips and your knees, loosen up your hips, your knees, your ankles, Pay attention to what pace feels natural so that it's not unnaturally, you know, kind of creeping in a way that's causing you to tense up, but it's not speedy. You know, there's a there's a kind of a pace where the mind and the body can sync up. It's like catching the wave of the natural movement. And so you play with that for a while until you find a sense of ease and maybe a sense of whole body awareness. Ajahn Amaro talked on retreat one time about letting your body take you for a walk. You know, so you're really, it's its again, it's that receptivity. So working on bringing up that receptivity and that sense of ease. And then as the mind settles, there's a point where it feels natural or appropriate to kind of downshift to a slower speed. You know, so when that feels natural to you, downshift. And then you, you're you really beginning to let your attention settle down into your feet and noticing stepping 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 you might begin to bring in the noting at that point so that you're really directing your attention down toward your feet and then at some point i don't know you know if we'll have time today but i encourage you to play with it since this is an experimental day of really trying that three-part walking of lifting moving placing you know and see what you can feel as you as you lift which part of the foot how it rocks off the ground where all the little pieces of stress and Pressure and lighter pressure come, you know. And then lift, moving. Moving is interesting. What do you actually feel while you're moving? What is the feeling of motion? You know, what is the feeling of placing as you place your foot on the ground? And as I mentioned briefly, while we're doing the walking, the eyes are kept at a gaze just in front of you. So traditionally, the walking is done back and forth. You know, we'll do it out there in the room where we just will go horizontally across the room this way, so that you don't have to give any thought at all to navigating or where you're going or making any decisions. Your entire attention can be in your feet as you go back and forth. Let me just say one more thing. Oh, yeah, so your eyes are just down. It's a chance to practice this very important aspect of the teaching called guarding the sense doors. You know, so our temptation is to look Look around, you know, look for something interesting to pay attention to. But instead it's really a practice of letting the vision be not just minimally necessary to keep going back and forth. And 90% of your intention, attention is on the actual receiving the feeling of the feet on the ground. Um... Okay, so I'd like to begin with uh, well uh, uh, let me just show you one thing another another instruction that I found helpful is to is to try to keep the attention in the moving foot when you're doing the very slow walking, and that's a little tricky. The intention the attention tends to go to the foot that's got the stronger contact. But it's also a kind of a practice, and it involves taking relatively short steps so you don't lose your balance. So if you're you're doing lifting, moving, placing, and then you shift, you're feeling your weight shift. And as your weight shifts, then your attention shifts to the foot that starts lifting, moving, placing. Lifting, moving, placing. And that's partly what, how the noting helps because otherwise you won't feel some interesting things that you can notice in moving because during moving there's more weight on the other foot. you know. So if you can stay with the entire cycle of lifting, moving, placing with the one foot, it's just a practice in directing your attention in a way that's interesting. So um, part of what I want to practice with today is the continuity of staying mindful As we get up, staying mindful of each movement involved in getting up, you know, it's a little funny while I'm talking, it's not so easy to do, and then we'll come to standing, and then we'll go out to the room and just walk back and forth, or, you know, maybe you can walk... It's a nice day if you want to walk outside. But it's really... I think, you know, you were prepared to sit for 45 minutes and listen to me talk. So let's, let's practice continuity <laughs> and not think of it as a break, you know, to run off and get tea and get... It's a continuity practice in staying within yourself, staying in your meditative state as we do this walking, you know. And then we'll come back in after, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. And... Uh, Yeah, 20 minutes or so. And we'll talk about what we experienced. And I'll say a few more words about integrating with it. So first of all, I want to do a little bit more of an exercise here in standing up. So take a moment before we stand up and close your eyes again. And let's let's reestablish a sitting meditation state of mind. Okay, so just... Be with your breath, be in your body. Let your attention settle. Feel your contact with your chair. Feel your feet on the ground. Just notice your overall state of energy and bodily awareness. Where's your center of gravity right now? So see if you can stay in the state in a state of stillness, having come to a complete stop. Sitting posture. Notice what intention arises around standing up. What is the first impulse to move that you feel? And see if you can make the movements involved in standing up one at a time. So what's the first postural adjustment you make in standing up? And be aware of that, make that move mindfully. And then notice what's the next thing that needs to move to restore balance or to continue the process of moving. And in that way, gradually come to standing. Let it arise out of the stillness of sitting And now what does it feel like to be standing? Taking a moment to do standing meditation. Now where is your center of gravity? Where is your center of balance? very slowly shift the weight onto the right foot and feel all the little motions involved in shifting the weight to the right foot any little moves of the leg muscles and then slowly lift the left foot off the ground Step out a little ways and lower it back to the ground. So as we walk back and forth, another important point is the point where you reach the end of walking one way and you're prepared to turn around. So when you reach the end, that's an important point to come to a full stop Let the momentum of walking in one direction settle down. Compose yourself. Remind yourself to pay attention to all the moves involved in turning around. And when you've turned around, then come to a complete stop. And see out of that complete stop, what makes you move? It's a good time to practice noticing the intention. We can have a lot of insight into the mind and body connection, the connection of intention, movement. How does that work? And then what parts of the walking pace require more intention in order to happen? What parts seem to happen kind of as a result of gravity? It's very interesting. And if as you're walking, Just let thoughts be in the background. If you find that a strong state of emotion or thinking or agitation has come over you, then stop. Walking at a certain pace can kind of fuel that, walking in a mindless way. So come to a stop if you notice that. And become mindful of the state, the emotion, the thinking. And then let that settle down. And then, again, when you come to a state of stillness, notice that impetus arising to make the next step. Okay, so let's walk for 20 minutes or so. So would anyone like to share any questions or... Comments about walking? What that was like? How that? How it is for you?
1: Um, there were a number of things for me. I first I loved being reminded how nice a hardwood floor is. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Um, My feet were cold which seemed to be related to feeling a little unsteady and trying to be mindful of all those parts of the walk.
0: Mhm.
1: And then uh, later later when I both when I slowed down in the walk I also felt I also realized that if I kept my head up that I was I felt more steady. Mhm. Which was sort of the opposite of what I originally expected.
0: Mhm. Your head up, kind of gazing outward? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. The
1: usual cues, you know. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Orienting
0: yourself. Yeah, right. Right. But could you still feel your feet while you're looking out? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So that's receiving because you're not processing it by looking down at them. You're actually feeling it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, this is a little, you know, doing it as a sort of exercise today you know it, it's interesting when to slow down you know cuz staying at ease is a real really the main guideline you know so walking at a pace that you feel at ease and then at some point it gradually you know it's it seems possible to downshift and the mind can downshift with it you know so maybe it was interesting to try it today but if you try it more i wouldn't rush the slowing down you know stay at ease and and then let the mind settle and slow down you know, but I don't know. There have been times when really making myself slow down has been helpful <laughs> in reigning in the mind and bringing a little concentration to the situation. So, Thank you.
1: I felt like the only way I could stay settled is by going slow. And I found if I picked up my pace at all, bam, my mind was uh-huh. off and racing and had to catch myself and slow down and be very deliberate, uh-huh. um, but I did feel like I was able to catch myself pretty quickly if my mind started wandering, more so than if I'm just sitting in meditation, mm-hmm. um, and, and then able to bring it back to the feet. So it's um, it's a great way to stay in the present moment. Mm-hmm.
0: I enjoyed yeah. that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's a much more obvious thing, you know, and when you're engaged with it, you're you're there and so sometimes you can notice when you're not there, you know, more easily. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if you're subtle, it can be it can, you know, I agree often it's the case that walking very slowly right from the beginning is right if you're already very subtle. Yeah. You know, so the mind, it's interesting, the mind and body it, when the rhythms sync up somehow so that the attention is with what's happening, it can be different speeds, you know. Sometimes you might be going artificially slow and it's hard to pay attention to and what you need to do is speed up because you're you're over-efforting and going slow, you know. And other times you might be walking fast and you don't realize that you're just kind of in a, like a marching band rhythm with your thoughts, you know, <laughs> and it actually helps to break through and go slower, you know, and bring the attention down into the body. Or if the attention's already in the body, then it can as already settled, and it's you know it's fine. It can be natural to stay slow, right from the beginning.
1: What <clears throat> what I found that set a very natural pace was to match breath to the steps, mm-hmm. and uh, it was interesting um, because my thought when you were Comparing or contrasting uh, sitting and walking meditation was that in sitting, if we focus on the breath, there's only this breath, no matter how long the life. And in walking, there's only this step, no matter how long
0: the journey. Yeah. Beautiful. Right. Right. Yeah, I've had, you know, I I get... When I get so into the steps, it's been a way for me to really connect with impermanence, you know, because, oh, this step, and then where is it? It's gone. You know, you can see the same thing with the breath, you know, but somehow it's it's always been more, a little more clear to me in walking that, you know, you're really with it and then it's over and then something else starts and then it's over and something else starts and it's over. And just connecting with that is really letting the mind, you know, directly see the changing impermanent nature of everything any other comments i think one thing that i noticed was that i couldn't isolate a step Mm -hmm. because it's part of a cycle with another step yeah so as i was thinking in the beginning about um, lifting moving and placing i was realizing that the placing is coming at the same time as the lifting yeah and so I needed to sort of, it was too much information, I guess, <laughs> and I needed to break it down so that I could focus on one foot sort of at a time, uh-huh. Uh-huh. knowing that there was overlap there. So. uh uh-huh. right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's quite an art. I've, I have that same experience mo- much of the time that, you know, really that staying with one foot is quite difficult. And it it requires being very slowed down. So it was a little bit artificial today to to try too hard to do that before you really had time to slow down. So it's fine also to just be walking at a pace where you're just noticing the contact, you know, the contact, 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 contact with the floor, step, 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 and that's more natural. And sometimes as we really get slowed down, then, you know, you're really... You know, it's not even walking. You're taking such short steps so that you don't get out of balance that you can really stay with the whole moving process of one step. You may be only moving two inches, you know, ahead of the next foot. Because if we're really walking, it is the natural walking pace to overlap the lifting and the stepping. So that's very natural. Anybody else? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, I don't necessarily do a Buddhist walk, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I have another agenda. I study Aikido, uh-huh. and part of Aikido is walking and movement. And it's uh-huh. all about this. Mindfulness, I, I was practicing mindfulness in some of my walking, but if you some we happen to be looking, I was also walking backwards. Uh-huh. It's a very important practice because human beings tend to be frontal, where when we get all the stimuli and energy and thinking, you know, we tend to be frontal and part of certainly my centering practice and my practice in Aikido is to balance frontal with back and it's part of our practice. So yeah. I might want to suggest people try, at, you know, assuming it's safer, you're not going to knock get fall over someplace, is to practice walking backwards and see where your mind goes and see how your center of gravity is and all that and see mm-hmm. how your Mindfulness is. Mm-hmm. It, it, it may be an interesting, uh, uh, kind of different way of of, uh, of walking.
0: Thank you. I've tried that. I, it's quite informative, you know, and, and it's just using a whole different. You know, you you do come in. It it calls your attention to what's a habit and what's new and intention. A lot more intention is involved, and so it's a very interesting thing to do. Thank you. And the
1: one other thing for me was I was practicing balance left and right, so. As I was walking, I was going. Okay, is the left more predominant or right? Am I getting as much kind of awareness of my left side as my right? Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to have a balance. So when I practice walking, I, I'm, I have a certain agenda. I mean, I'm I'm mm-hmm. looking for center. I'm looking for for ground, which, mm-hmm. which you've been talking about. But I'm mm-hmm. also looking for balance mm-hmm. and mindfulness. I'm kind of combining them mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah Yeah, you know as with anything you can use something for a lot of different purposes and there's an agenda to balance everything out and get everything just so and then there's the, the other agenda of not doing anything and seeing what you can notice about what's naturally happening and the agenda of concentration where you're trying to settle the mind on a very narrow bit of experience in order to let it come to a single pointedness and all this is possible in different styles of walking thank you I also wanted to mention that I got a lot out of walking along with a wall with my eyes closed. It helped me a lot with the receptivity, you know, and with the really getting into the, the details of the feet, you know, helped me slow down without losing my balance. So I play with that and then I try to bring those qualities to the open-minded walking. I just wanted to say one quick thing. We're, we're at the end here, but a beautiful thing about this is that it's a really valuable integration with daily life practice. Because we're on our feet, of course we're sitting a lot too, but there's something about being being able to just tune into my feet at any time of day when I'm standing around that has been so helpful to me. The feet for me are another cue like the breath that I can just be here now, you know, and it's very grounding. Um, as I said earlier, it relocates the energy out of the head, you know, just simply becoming aware of your feet cuts through a lot of thinking. And I've... I, I'm so fond of it that it can be just a little retreat during the day if I think of it when I'm walking to the car, walking to the bathroom, walking across the kitchen. You know, I just bring myself into my feet and I immediately, it's a habit of mine from long retreat, but I just, I slow down and I'm in my feet and I get, you know, really connected more quickly sometimes than I do trying to connect with the breath in in the middle of a day. So... um and it's a great association with happiness. I find a lot of joy in walking meditation. you know, And just knowing that, I don't know, I remember I, I was teaching ESL over at this center and I was quite agitated about something and I had to get, run next door to get something. And, and just realizing that I it's right now I can just walk. <laughs> what a privilege. I get to walk to the other building. And so, you know, dropping into thinking of that as my little break in the day to walk back and forth mindfully was really really beautiful I sometimes walk at night you know when I'm when I might otherwise be too sleepy to sit if that's the time I have for meditating I might walk instead of sit Um, so I hope this has been interesting for you thank you